Sorry, we're closed. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode. Sorry, we're closed. Brought to you by three different locations. Um, TiVo is on a tour bus uh, somewhere in fucking America, going to the Outer Banks. And Sean's still in Hoboken. And I am, if you're watching on YouTube, or this lands in shorts, I'm in Spain. I'm in Madrid right now. And just got out of the steam room, which me and Sean were just talking about how, I don't know if any steamers are out there or sauna people, but... The steam room is infinitely tougher, and I, I stay. I, I can't do more than twenty minutes, and I'm like counting down the minutes to get there because it is. I just can't do it. But you know. we've always had some suspicions that our our sauna was not not was giving us the wrong reading of, of heat. Yeah, I don't know, but the thing is, the only reason I've ever had a suspicion is because the three steam rooms I've been in are are terrible. I, I want to I want to die in them, but they don't give the steam rooms. I have never gotten a, an actual thermostat in there, so I don't know what the freaking thing is. So yeah, uh, the, the old steam room at our gym we used to be unbearable. Anyway, yeah. So I I, I don't I know. Like I have no actual steam clue, rooms. Are just steam room have tougher breathing too, right? Like the air is a little a little thicker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's thicker Speaking air. Speaking so of tough to breathe. <laughs> 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 Nice transition. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I have no idea. But regardless of that, um, we have three people, separate areas, this and th- separate times. Oh, actually, no, Tiva, you're in the same time zone as Sean, are you not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> a little bit of a delay for Tiva as he travels through middle of America. But we have, I mean, one basic news story that everyone's talking about right now. There's, I, I haven't seen really anyone talk about anything else. So, I mean, why would we upset the trend? And <laughs> let's just talk about it. I mean, let's, I think let's, based shall, off shall of Sean's dive, text messages, dive in. <laughs> we should. This is such a this is such a grave, a grave experience. <laughs> I know. I honestly, this is like my one of my nightmares as far as how you die. I, it, I mean, I was really thinking, like, this has to be up there with one of the worst possible ways to die. So I will say, now, we've all consumed, I would imagine, a tremendous amount of content surrounding this event. Yeah. And uh, I guess we haven't actually mentioned the event yet. This this, this <laughs> submersible called the Titan went down to see go see the Titanic. A little, some brief background if you haven't consumed as much content as the three of us. Uh, apparently only one in five uh, uh, trips are actually successful in even seeing the the Titanic uh, because they kind of guesstimate where they're going to be and where it's going to be and it's tough to find because it's pitch like after apparently they they said they like land at the bottom of the ocean they're like all right, we know it's somewhere around here (laughs) yeah so apparently after like five minutes of traveling down which apparently is nothing technological it's just you get dropped like a rock and you're going down Yeah. And after about five minutes, there is no more light. Uh, so now they have lights on the on the on the ship, and they have a light on the outside, but that's it. So interesting, and it takes about two and a half hours, which is also I, I, I'm struggling comprehending how deep that is to be just be dropping for two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, that's outrageous to think about. They said it was something like nine 
Empire State Buildings or something like that. Ten Empire. Something, something, oh, something. I think it's got to be more than That's that. Really I saw. Bad. I was seeing all those like renderings today of like the Statue of Liberty, the Burj Khalifa, and I'm I'm like I think like fifty. Uh, Maybe. I don't know, but just like this, I remember just the scales of the pictures. Yeah, I, I think it's supposed to be four thousand. It's supposed but. to be four thousand meters, and like twelve thousand no, feet. Thir- thir- yeah, twelve twelve thousand feet. And right. how many feet? Uh, we can figure this. How many feet are in Empire State Building? Do we know? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's seventeen seventy six for the Freedom Tower. Okay. So well, regardless, yeah. regardless, well, that's not really relevant. It's somewhat relevant, but. So, anywho, I have a tough time comprehending that drop that seems outrageous that I'd be driving to Philly pretty much and back, and I just have landed at, at its yeah, location. Yeah, you're, you're, you're sitting, you know, cross-legged, crisscross applesauce uh, in there with five other people, no HVAC in there. Uh, you don't like road trips to begin with, old Patty Westside. No. And we're talking spending a quarter of a million dollars to do it. I feel like I well, it's definitely cool. This. I saw conflicting reports. Is there or is there not an actual window? There is a window. There, I, I saw reports where they were like, you're just you only see it on a on a little monitor screen. It seems. Uh, and then as I saw though, there's other ones with a window on the right in the front of the ship. Yeah, so it seems like there's there is a window, but it's not necessarily you'll see the ship through the window. It's possible you'll just see it on the monitor, which is on the other side of the ship. That's that's what my understanding is. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's you know, I guess I understand this one particular billionaire. It seems like he's kind of a little bit of a daredevil. He went to space with Elon Musk. Uh, he's done this oh, now. Really? He's, he's apparently flown over both poles of the, uh, of the you know, world. So it seems as though this guy seems to like this stuff. Uh, but it, I, I, I could never see myself doing this solely because I would be, I'm a claustrophobic kind of guy. I would not enjoy this. Yeah. I'm also probably much larger than most people in this plane, on this, on this <laughs> uh, little ship, which would make things even worse for me. And then apparently you get a sandwich and a couple bottles of water, and then you're done. So yeah. it, not, not what I would be signing up for nor paying for, but to each their own. But it seems as though based off of – because I'm on different time zone here, so I have – I've been, like, refreshing. It seems like I only get – American news, though, so I'm waiting for people to wake up on your side, Sean, uh, to get what I'm hearing because this morning they were saying 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time was when they – Eastern Standard Time was when they're yeah. assuming they were out of oxygen. Yeah, I saw the same. So we are well past we're that. We're there. Yeah, we're, we're there. Yeah, we're I saw well that they were talking about um, – like talking about different ways to conserve oxygen, and uh, they were saying like – obviously like – like the calmer you stay, the less oxygen that your body is going to require. Uh, and they were talking about like there's possible ways that they could extend it a little more. And the guy uh, who who's running the running the operation would be privy to those to those methods. Um, but I'm just trying to put myself into their shoes there. Of like, at some point you 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 realize that things are are starting to go wrong and then the guy probably says like look like they're going to they're going to figure this out we got 96 hours of oxygen here we're good uh, and at some point like people are going to start freaking out like if i'm in that if i'm in that boat or in that submersible like there's no as calm as calm as i like to think i am i'm going to start panicking like that's going to be and my heart's going to start racing and Somebody's going to have to calm everybody down, and that's going to be a real. It's going to be a, a, a hard problem. Like I want to know. I'm curious as to like what's going on inside of the boat, inside of the ship. Like, are they like, f- are they panicking? I'm, I'm assuming they're praying. I'm assuming they're you know, uh, 
you know, banging on the banging on the outside of the the, the hull of the ship, uh, you know. And I mean, I guess at some point they're just going to come to terms with this, and then people are just going to start dropping. I mean, is, it that, seemed, is that the deal? It, so I I don't know if you saw this, Sean. I'm assuming you've seen everything I've seen because now I'm definitely doubling up nowadays on tripling up some some of these interviews I've seen. But I saw one of the gentlemen who's on the plane is, a, is like a French diver, and I saw an interview from him. Um, this is I don't know how long ago, but obviously it was prior. One of the guys you said that's on the on the on the Titan. Correct. He's okay. on the Titan, and he got interviewed, and he said that he was talking about some of the bigger some of the bigger concerns when doing a trip like this, and he laid out somewhat of a not so terrifying ending, because he said that in this case you travel down. And he goes, yeah, now having 96 hours of oxygen is great, but it doesn't matter if no one, can, no one can actually help you even if they find you, which is going to be very difficult to help us if right. something happened down there. Right. So he goes, what the more likely scenario is, is the water down there is below freezing, uh, and it is going to be freezing, and well before you run out of oxygen, you'll die from the cold. And it's a much easier death. You kind of just slip into sleep and you never wake up. Uh, so he's like, it's not what people think. It, you know, it, you know, everyone thinks you run out of oxygen. It's like the, apparently running out of oxygen is a terrible death. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, I got to imagine that's just like like taking a breath in and nothing's happening. Yeah, so it's, I, I guess, yeah. I, I don't know the, the schematics, but yeah. it's it, everyone's seemingly saying that there, there are kind of three main options I've heard of how they might die. Uh, it would be that way. It would be the running out of auction, and it was a breach in the ship, and it just crushes, which apparently is under a second. It would crush the moment that there's a breach. Uh, and I think a lot of people, a lot of the things that I read seem to indicate that they thought that that was the most likely option, that, that the thing took on water, and it's, it's been over for a long time. Yeah, because uh, it seems as though those, that banging that they said they heard, they, I recently saw the U.S. Coast Guard say, we no longer think that was an actual thing. Uh, oh, we, really? Yeah, I saw that this morning. They said that they it's not what uh, – we don't think it's from the boat anymore. We just think that was from normal stuff. But, yeah, I heard that a lot too, that people thought that they had taken on water and it just got crushed immediately, like instantaneously. And then you'll never find them because the, it's just going to be debris. It will be all over the, you know, or the bed of the, floor, or the, the, bed of the ocean and that nothing really is going to – you're not going to be able to really find much of anything like you would with the Titanic because it's got that huge freaking thing that's still there. Uh, this would be kind of shattered into a bunch of different pieces and you wouldn't be able to find it. So yeah. uh, I, it, this is – I mean, again, I, w- I would consider going to space. If I was rich enough and it became like a little bit more yeah, space frequent. doesn't seem as 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 dangerous. I don't know why, but no. it doesn't seem as dangerous. We've got air know, travel just, down pretty good. We're do, we're doing you, okay. You know, NASA NASA was originally like made to explore the oceans, and then they're just like really yeah, fuck it. This is too hard. <laughs> Let's go to space. Okay, so yeah, listen, I I think space travel is a little bit more appetizing for me. Flying over the poles. That seems kind of cool. It doesn't. Seem I don't know how dangerous. rare that is. The the because on my little flight tracking app, like if you fly from here to Tokyo, I don't know that you go directly over the poles, but you go close. Um, yeah. So I, I know that I know that flights do take those paths. Yes, I, I think you're right, it, and I I didn't really know how rare it was either. I just know that that is what was kind of said to me uh, in that that yeah. little synopsis of that billionaire. 
was that this was something that he did. So I assumed it was rare. I don't really know. I know yeah. traveling to the South Pole seems to be super rare because there's a, it's da- oh, yeah, very dangerous seems, to get there. That's, I think, exceptionally rare. Yeah, it seems. Maybe, maybe that's what they're saying. Maybe he, maybe he actually yeah. went to these places. I don't Miami's know. Miami's not bad. But Say again? Miami's not a bad place either. <laughs> the Miami Pole? <laughs> I think that's Hustlers? Yeah. <laughs> I saw, so I remember I saw a CBS Sunday morning show that I like to watch sometimes. And they had like a little, uh, you know, focus on this uh, Titanic, you know, Ocean Gate company. This is months ago, and they, they broke it down. Like, here's how you do it. And you know, one of the CBS you know field reporters was supposed to go down to the Titanic, and they had an issue. So they got in the water. He had an issue, and they had to come back up. But they were breaking down the the whole thing of how you do it. You get in the sub, and you sit there, and the whole mechanics of the sub, and the the guy the the guy that's piloting the thing shows you the little controller that he has. It's like an Xbox yeah. controller. And I just remember sitting there drinking my coffee on a Sunday morning, being like, who in their right mind would pay this amount of money to roll the dice down there with with, a, with an Xbox controller that you would buy like on Amazon for twenty bucks? Well, there's definitely there's definitely a, a, a contingent of people out there that that are willing to take those kind of of risks. Uh, you know, there's right. there's real dare, real dare, real uh, real daredevils out there. Hundred um, percent. But I saw I, I just read an article right before we came, we came on. And they were saying that, uh, they were saying that, like this guy who had previously been on the, one of the voyages with the with the Titan, was like it, it felt as though they had like uh, like certified pre-owned equipment, like they were using like 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 hauled it out of like the junkyard, uh, and they were using stuff that you know you you would expect them to have like really fancy stuff. And uh, Patrick, did you see the the controller that they use? I'm sure you did. It's everywhere. Yes, of course. Of course. And it looks like you know, it's like it's like remember the the play, PS4 controller you bought, and it was mm-hmm. like a it was oh, like yeah. a second hand one. Yeah, the uh, You didn't get the PlayStation the, the brand. Yeah, yeah, it was like the Logitech one. Yeah. Uh, and we were like, yeah, well, you got you know, Pat, it started going nuts on him. It's like in Fortnite, Patrick's just like running out of a bush and he's trying to stand still uh, because his controller's uh, going going haywire. And we were like, you know, you got the you you know you got the you know the knockoff brand, and I got the PlayStation one, and mine's acting great. And we're both like, yeah, you know, that's what you get. You know, that's what we thought. It was nine ninety nine, and it kind of feels like this guy was doing the same thing. Like, I, I mean, I don't really know what the you know how big of a deal that is. I know that you know, I, you know. I don't know that there's necessarily anything wrong with that. Uh, but when you cut, get yourself into a situation now where it's like, you know, what's going on? Like <laughs> you're dead now. It now, yeah. Now it looks real. Now it looks really bad. It looks like you had knockoff equipment. Uh, whether that was a big deal or it wasn't a big deal, uh, now it gets now. You know now it, now it's you've hard. got to face the I fire on it. The saddest part is. Obviously, there's people that are dead. That's never great. But, like, the, the internet never has much remorse for anything. But there's been absolutely zero remorse for these souls. And it, it's easy to do when you don't know the names and the faces and all that. Sure. But some of the memes and stuff have been just so dark and so funny. It's, yeah. it's sad. Like, I'm ashamed <laughs> of myself for laughing so hard. Yeah. And some of these memes of the Titanic I mean, getting a body count a hundred years later, like it's it's sad. On some level, they have like, uh, you know, on some level, 
they know they are they know the risks. They knew the risks, and a lot of the people who have been on previous expeditions have expressed that they're like, you don't go into this blind. There's a lot of safety procedures. You know how dangerous this is. So I get that. The one that really sticks out to me is this father and son that's on there, and thinking about like how bad that dad probably feels being down there. Uh, and his son's like right next to him. I mean, that's got to be that's got to be a pretty nasty feeling. Yeah, the I, I'm with you, TiVo. I saw so many of those memes, and like today's day is just you just you know when when 9/11 happened. Now I don't know what was happening in the adult world because we were children, but like it was pretty off limits for a while. Like you didn't really talk about it. I mean, you, you, in, a, in a respectful way, you talked about it, but the Internet wasn't so much around, so it was much different. And nowadays, the Internet, I, I talked about it last episode, I'm pretty sure. The, the Internet has just opened the floodgates to no one gives a shit. And you're right, there have been some, there have been some ones that were more comical than others. Uh, I have seen some remorseful people say, like, you know, I've seen a few posts like, oh, I hate billionaires as, as, as much as the next person, which, again, is crazy to me sometimes that people just hate people for making money. Yeah, but that's that annoys but me. The, uh, but to not have any sympathy for someone you know, dying is, it seems pretty, pretty egregious, uh, which it is. But it, they have. There is zero remorse online for any of these people, seemingly. And it, it's all, be, you know, someone said that, like, yo, they... They marked themselves safe on Facebook uh, from from this thing because uh, and it's like uh, and they had like a reason why reason you're marked safe because I'm poor and it was just like stupid shit like that that you see all over the internet right now when it comes to this this event and have we seen any updates as of late did they announce anything since they they believe the options run out now have they done anything. I mean- I haven't seen anything. It seems to be the same reports. You know, I, the the it, last yesterday morning when I was waking up for uh, for Tony, uh, I saw I saw I saw like the banging sounds, and I was just like, "Holy shit! Like, what a Hollywood ending this would be if they freaking found these guys and hauled them out of the ocean. That would be unbelievable." Uh, and it just seems like it's been c- complete crickets since then. I mean, I actually wondered this. And, and and I know this is you know if I'm down to there I obviously want them to do this, but how much money do you think they're spending on this rescue effort? Like they're I mean we got the navy we got pilots we got huge boats I mean we're mobilizing so many so much technology so much so many so much uh, so many uh, forces uh, to get out there I mean we got to be tens of millions of dollars uh, to locate these guys and again like this this sounds terrible but. There has to be a limit there, no? Like, there has to be a spot where they're like, like, this is, we're, we're talking 50 mil here. Like, well, it seems like as though, I, I mean, we, did, we, we, that one thing about the kid recently out in the Bahamas, you know, eventually they call off the search and, right. and, they, and they move on. Now, I don't know how much of it's a financial decision, how much of it's like, okay, well, listen, we've, we've gotten past the point of where we believe that they're even able to be recovered alive. Yeah. Uh, and so now we're, we're just calling it, calling it right now. But actually, funny enough, it's funny you mentioned the financial aspect of it, Sean, because I remember through hearing some of my, my political friends and, and such that there are certain events. There was an event a um, uh, couple years back. I think it was during COVID, actually, or maybe just after. But uh, some lady, uh, seemingly intoxicated, uh, decided to jump over the, the fence like, by our pier in Hoboken, one of the piers, and kind of fell and got stuck in this little area uh, by the, in the water. And what I didn't realize 
is that the city, I don't know if they ever actually went through with it because it's probably not the best PR move, but the city <laughs> had recourse to go after and sue the lady because she did something stupid rather than you know an actual emergency. She did something stupid and put herself in that situation and forced the city to spend money to rescue her. They, that they, she uh, sued her for um, misuse of, uh, of uh, like city resources. Yeah. And which is an interesting thought. Now, who knows? I saw something this morning about people talking about all oh, the lawsuits that are going to come for wrongful deaths and all this stuff to this person. And they signed, I'm sure, an extensive waiver. Uh, I've seen that that been been told. Now, in order for a lawsuit to be able to be actual and be able to win anything, you're going to need for them to either lie on the waiver, forgot you know lie of omission, forgot stuff to put on there. Uh, there's got to be something on there. And they also, I actually heard a good point, which shows some rationality behind a lawsuit and things, is that, which is a little crazy, intelligence of the person is taken into consideration. So, Like these, intelligence of the person signing the waiver? Yes. So you know, they said super successful uh, business people who have done quite well and, and well-educated people knew what they were signing up for, knew what they were signing on the dotted line for the waiver, knew the risks, knew the, bene- knew, not the benefits, knew the risks associated with doing something like this. And they, there's a lot of speculation, at least in the early, early part of this, that there is no lawsuit to be had, although I'm sure there'll be one filed regardless. Uh, yeah, I wonder where, where, what, uh, what, what country this, this uh, Ocean Gate is based out of. I think they took off out of Canada, um, but I don't know, like maybe, maybe and laws could be obviously different in, in different, in different countries. I wonder if there's, uh, I wonder if that, I'm sure it affects it in some manner, but I wonder how much. Yeah. And how, like, where do they need to file the laws? What's, you know, what country are they following the lawsuit in? I are mean, litigation is definitely coming. No, no, 100%. Regardless, Somewhat, with, regardless if there's something to be won or not, people with this kind of money, I just have lawyers at their disposal. That can't, will go after these people and are yeah. already being paid, you know, a salary probably, and now they're just going to give them something to do now. Is go go is try this to it? Is this it for the business? They, I mean, who's who's signing up anymore? Oceangate is the company. <laughs> yeah, it's Oceangate Toast. I mean, I mean CEO because, just because died. If you really it's think a tough board not, meeting, yeah, I mean, it's certainly hard. And but like, if you really like look at the the entire company as a whole, you probably don't see this as that crazy of a scenario uh, just given the the risks of it you know they're always kind of dancing on the edge there um and I, the ceo is obviously gone so that's going to be a, a major hit to the to the company but you know it's got it's got to be exceptionally difficult to to run any further you know i'm sure there's still people that would be willing to do it uh, but it's got to be exceptionally difficult to get people to sign up with you ever again yeah for this kind of money and i mean listen from a logistic standpoint, theoretically speaking, in this situation, you would probably get rid of the leadership. That's seemingly check. We have no, yeah, no confirmed reports, but it seems like that's happening. Um, you can really get you can really get we're, gr- we're no grimy we're with no these jokes. Than anybody else? <laughs> no, yes, no, yeah, not. we're much nicer. But I mean, yeah, I can't imagine the company moving forward. I could see like a spinoff company, like someone who like. Thinks they, sh- they there's a much better job, and you know, oh, I, you know, of course you're gonna see, oh, this ship has none of the, the stuff that that guy did. We have a legitimate controller. We have this. We have that. You know, whatever the case may be. So advanced technology. Yeah, you ha- And it's here's the thing. 
a lot of people pointed to like the first attempts at you know in aviation, the first attempts you know to go into space. Like you know, this is the first attempt. No one's done these things really before yeah. with man, man. Or, you know, when they're manned on the way down, they're just you know, a lot of times they've been robotic. So it's you know you don't. It's this is just something new that we're going to have these types of things that happen. And, you know, it's something that I could see in our lifetime, this being more of a regular thing. I don't know what the timetable is as far as uh, it seems as though there's a little bit of a general, though. What, like, who gives a shit? I mean, I would be interested in going if it was like a routine thing, like super routine. I'm on Southwest. I also don't. I also don't. I also want it to be somewhat luxurious. Like I don't want it to be. I want it like a fucking. I want like a like a huge a huge like window like a rounded window where I can observe it and be like whoa. I don't want to have to wait while Johnny over here is peering through the three inch porthole uh, to try to get a look at, at one of the things. And I did see something where a guy who had previously been down there was like, yeah, it's like it's like pretty cool. Like what I saw, like we, we were able to see like a bathtub in some of the rooms. And he was kind of talking about like, like little items, like a cigar, something about like a cigar ashtray or something. Uh, and he was talking about how he saw it. I was like, wow, that'd be like really cool. We're so far down in the ocean. This is the Titanic. It would be cool. But I'm not. I'm I'm out on sitting in a tube where I'm like hunched to begin with for five hours. Gonna only see it on a screen or barely through a porthole. Like I want to be on. Like I want it to be like a Disney ride, uh, especially if I'm gonna spend two hundred fifty. I know, and I know I'm asking ridiculous ridiculousness. Uh, but that's like that's that would interest me. Uh, not not this. Uh, I'm with you, Sean. I'm not going down there until it's a Disney ride too. Uh, I just yeah. that's just not that's not in my. And again, we are asking for something ridiculous, but we're just saying what we would feel comfortable with going. Yeah, what there. what would entice me to actually spend two hundred and fifty thousand on 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 doing that stuff? I, I mean, especially if it's just through a screen, that seems. I mean, it's a cool talking point when when you when you come up with risk versus reward. Like people, like if I went to a party and I was like, yeah, like I went down the ocean floor and I saw the Titanic, they were like, what? Really? That's crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. Blah, blah, we're on this tube. Blah blah blah. So how, how are your kids? You know, like yeah. it's like a cool story for five minutes. People are like, yeah, that, did you hear about that clown? Uh, but that's about it. Like, it's not like, it's not like a major. Ma- I think like climbing Mount Everest uh, is more of a, it's more of a talking point, right? There's a lot more to run through it in something like that. Even yeah. going to space, I think is a, it's more of a talking I point. I agree. Um, I agree. And, and I also are. don't. I think like I don't really have a problem that they're doing this, and I don't have a problem that they're taking these risks. I think that that's fine. And like you point to the first flight and everything like that, I think that's great, and I and I, and I appreciate that stuff. Um, and, and by all means, go for it, and more people will do similar things in the future. But uh, that's just, just ain't for me. By the way, talking about Mount Everest, have you seen? I saw this because this is a thing now people are talking about too. You seen? Obviously, there's a, there's a ton of dead bodies up on Mount Everest. Have yeah. you seen? Like there, are, some of them are used as like markers for you know how close you are. And there's like one guy on the south side or north side that is called Green Boots because he has green boots on. Have you seen Green Boots? I I can't specifically remember green boots, but I do I do know that there are like like notable bodies that are uh, along along that path. Yeah, there's apparently also there's a, there's a two gentlemen. Now we believe that like 1958 or something like that was the first time someone actually got to the summit or something. But we there's these gentlemen or two gentlemen that went on a like went up there. And they were they never were recovered. They did just recently over the, I don't know when and how, but they recovered the uh, the uh, like one of the guys. They know they had a camera, but the camera wasn't with the gentleman. 
So they're trying to find the other guy who they haven't been able to locate yet to see if they had actually summoned it. They went, and they were like you know, 20 years, 30 years before they, they, the first documented uh, um, actual uh, per- people being up on the top. So I, you know, there's a, I, didn't, I knew there was, there was dead bodies on, on Mount Everest. I didn't know quite how well they were preserved, for you, one. You know, that's uh, – uh, I mean, it's just kind of thinking, like bringing these two topics together here. So when you get above the death zone in, on Everest – that's when, like, there there is oxygen, but there's just not enough for you to sustain the life. And you just kind of, like, slow... I don't think it's, like... I don't think it's, like, a painful death. I think it's just, like, a like a slow, like, wilting away. Uh, and you just can't, like... I mean, you see, sometimes you see, like, oh, videos of... They're like, come on, you gotta go, you gotta go. And they just, like, they just can't get themselves. They're like, no, I'm just gonna rest here for a second. And it's almost like they lose their mind. Maybe the same for inside of the Titan here, where like the the percentage of oxygen inside of the air slowly starts to wilt away, and it's less suffocating and more like like I'm just not getting my fill anymore, and it's just slowly like drifting away. I, I, I obviously am just grasping at straws here, but that would at least uh, make it not so bad for the for the folks on board. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard that with the reports that people have been talking about and how they're going to die, but yeah, I mean, who. <laughs> I can't, just can't imagine like that type, like clush with me. The worst thing that could ever happen to me is being buried alive. I always said that I do not, I would, I would be panicked. Like you wouldn't believe I would not enjoy that. Obviously not anyone would enjoy that, but, and this is very similar to that is I can barely swim into the deep end of mom and dad's pool before my ears start to hurt. So I know. let alone go this much, you know, <laughs> further down. And there's plenty of light down at the bottom of our deep end you know, you know so much light. so much so we're going so much further down and granted obviously i'm not swimming to the titanic but <laughs> but it's it's ridiculous to, to have that concept of exactly how far people are down there also did you see the wife of the ceo is related to two people on the titanic no, did we not, not see this that. no okay oh here you go here's a story for you so the wife, who was also, I think, on this ship, on this submersible, as they say. I've heard the word submersible more times in the last two days I've ever <laughs> yeah, heard. Yeah, I know life. all about submersibles now. Yeah, submersibles. Uh, and by the way, for those folks at home that don't know, submarine, you don't need a mothership. Submersible, you need the mothership. You need the mothership. <laughs> I, remember, I, remember, I remember the first article I read. I was like, why the, why the hell are they still call, why they call it this freaking submersible? I know. So we found out you need a mothership. If you hear submersible, you know mothership is needed. Anywho, the wife, which is, seems probably why she's probably a part of this and is a little bit more enthralled about this than most, her, her grandparents, great-grandparents, whatever that be, someone related to them, to her, were, uh, the, was the co-founder of Macy's, who him and his wife were on the Titanic, Supposedly, the gentleman, the, the co-founder, uh, did was there was too many people that needed to get on lifeboats, so he was sending people before him and was okay with it. And then the wife didn't wouldn't leave the gentleman. Now it's a real Jack and Rose situation. So there's more. So apparently they were seen like arm in arm as the as the boat went down. And 
I'll never let go, Jack. So even more so, there is a tribute to them in the Titanic, supposedly. And if you remember, and maybe TiVo can, well, TiVo can get this little scene. It's, from, it's on TikTok, so I'm sure you'll be able to find it uh, for, uh, for a, a, a YouTube short or a TikTok or a reel, whatever the case may be. But yeah, it's going to be tough to remember because I know you haven't seen the Titanic in forever. I remember it because I saw it this morning. But in the part when it's going down, they cut to a husband and wife on their side hugging each other on the bed and not leaving. That's them, apparently. That's their tri- that's like the the guy James Cameron's tribute to them, and so this is her grandparents. Want to watch? <laughs> Did you wake up and romantically want to watch the Titanic this morning? No, it's it's on TikTok. People were showing oh, and talking about this thing, and then they showed the clip <laughs> in the TikTok. In Spain, and he's taking three hours to watch Leo and Titanic. <laughs> yeah, so that was an interesting little thing. I mean, it makes sense why you know she might be so enthralled with also going down and seeing as she's got a little bit of a history with it i also didn't quite know how close the titanic was to america when it when it went down neither did i i was surprised by that as well yeah, the, the the movie makes it seem like it's just starting its voyage well uh, 900 miles is nine is 900 miles off cape cod i mean that's so far that's 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 a that's a hike but yeah you're right it's not just starting yeah starting it was closer voyage. to europe than it was to america that's obviously yeah. not the case um, and then also another one you could do a little YouTube short with. Did you see the gentleman who believes he found the submersible via the shark tracker? I did see that. Now, that was actually interesting. I didn't totally understand what he was saying, though. Did you pick up on it? It seems as though he is referencing the fact that these sharks were lured out there in some way okay. due to, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. You know, a lot of the comments were suggesting, you know, fresh meat uh, but the uh, some other people were talking. You know, about- you know, you ever see on TikTok the uh, you ever see on TikTok the when they're like uh, you get to heaven uh, and and uh, hold on, let me see if I can do this. You get to heaven and and God's standing there at the gates like this with the boys oh, yeah. chat. Yeah, we're the- gonna get to heaven and it's gonna be the it's gonna be the the uh, <laughs> the freaking. Uh, transcription of this episode. It's gonna what's, be like, this? what's this? What's this? <laughs> what's this? Back on the line. Sorry, we're close. <laughs> oh man, there's another one, and this would be a great YouTube reel or short, whatever they're called. Um, TiVo. So let's make a note of this point in the show because I really want to put this together. There was a, and this is not relevant, but relevant because you reminded <laughs> me, Sean, about getting to heaven. And Tom and Jerry. All right, didn't see this coming, but Tom and Jerry. One episode, uh, Tom, who's the cat, if you don't remember, goes to heaven. He's waiting in line to get into to the Heavenly Express, I think it's called. It's a train. Hmm. And there's a guy guy, um, guy at the gate just, you know, taking everyone's name and he, granting them passes, granting them passes. And I didn't pick up on it at first, but in the, right before Tom, there's like a sack and three little kittens pop out. And he calls them by name, and then they scurry on in into the Heavenly Express, and they go. Uh, the 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 guy goes, "What some people won't do," and then moves on to Tom. And like I didn't pick up on it first, but then I realized I was like, "Oh, that's a little thing." As far as like I guess killing off babies, whether or not they're killing off kittens, and or you know maybe abortion. I don't know if, if Disney was in, intended for that, but it seems as though. That's what they were doing, which is another. It's kind of similar to what we're talking about, not nearly as aggressive as the um, 
as the Jeffrey Epstein thing we saw in Pinocchio. Uh, but also an interesting little thing that I've just been perusing TikTok. You guys wouldn't believe, by the way. Uh, Sean's been to Europe, TiVo. You have not, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, it, it, I've been a yeah. lot. It is. Oh, you, know, you have. Okay, so you've been a lot. So it's interesting here. Like my whole day is gone, and I'm just getting to start talking to people back home because uh, <laughs> of the time zones. Like I, 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 like I don't have much work to do until like 4 p.m. here because that's yeah, when, when people, people are starting. Yeah, people are starting to get going, and I like I took a call last night um, from you know someone I work with at like eleven thirty at night, just because that was it was still you know it was later in the day for him, but still not nearly what what I was looking at. I, I got up and, and had to watch, had to stop my um my little uh, uh little uh, documentary from Netflix that I was watching, which was by the way, Sean, great call, phenomenal, phenomenal documentary from the marathon bombings. That's what I thought on your B reel. I thought that's what you're watching. Uh, well, no, actually, well, my B reel was Waco. That's a new docu oh, okay, docu series that I just started, which I, I'm now realizing also was uh, gave a rendition in Criminal Minds. I've seen all the Criminal Minds, but uh, the Boston mom, uh, the Boston Marathon bombing docu series. If you have not watched that, I highly suggest it. There are things yeah, in there like Sh Sh when I asked Sean about it, when I told Sean I started it, he was like, "Dude, there are gonna be things in there you did not know yeah. happened." And sure enough, there were because originally, like the, the the husband and wife were adamant that their sons were not involved, blah blah blah. And then, you know, you get to those conspiracy theories that did they were they set up, bop 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 bop. After the docu series, I am no longer concerned that they were not they were set up. They are they very clearly did this, mm. uh, and it was it was it was crazy to kind of see just how what everything that kind of went into that. And their and all the bombs they were throwing at police officers during the the gunfight at the end. Yeah, uh, I don't know. yeah, straight straight craziness. It was it was. I had team. Have you ever seen that doc? No, not yet. But I gotta check it out. Okay, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> it is. It's crazy. Exactly what uh, happens in that doc series. But yeah, it's it's a good one. I think three parts. Real real interesting one. Uh, and these gems. The other ones. One one guy's dead. It seems like the sister was a little. Fishy. I know, Sean, you probably don't remember, but she seems a little fishy. Um, yeah, I don't recall. But anyway, that was so that was that. But uh, we got off topic there for a little bit. Uh, the uh, Titanic and, the, and this, these people, I, I don't know anything, any other updates. I don't know if you guys have seen. I know, Sean, you said you consumed a lot of the content. But uh, yeah, I mean, any, there doesn't seem to be any more updates. Everyone's kind of, I think, in the boat of this is it like there's no time left and yeah. i think the i think the you know i what the like the coast guard and the authorities have essentially said was you know even if we find this thing it's not like we just reach down and grab it you know it's just like a massive process um i saw something where there was like there is some boat or some equipment that they can use to pull vessels out from 20,000 feet deep in the ocean but it they have in order to use it they have to weld it to a boat mm. which takes 24 hours of non-stop work and they have not they have not started that process yet so uh, i think that i think that everybody's in the same position now where it's like look we assume they're out of oxygen now even if they stumble upon it now I mean, they have to. It has to be in the perfect space, perfect like scenario. 
Uh, they said if it was on the ocean floor, there's only like three submarines in the whole world that are able to go down to that depth. So they said like a sub to sub rescue is not really an option. One of the things they said they could do is like slide a uh, like a inflatable underneath them and it slowly rise them to the top. But I mean, this the sheer the amount of time. I think they said it would take like five hours for them to get to the top doing that, assuming it goes perfectly. Um, I mean, it really is just crazy. I mean, they talk. I saw them talking about if like it gets into the current. Uh, I think they said it was like something like sixty knots or something like that, which was you're moving at six hundred feet per second away from the original, uh, you know, site, and. I just can't imagine like being in one of these planes, like you're just driving, you're just flying over the ocean and then you just hit a spot on your computer and you're like, I guess this is it. And you just start going back and forth. You're dropping the buoys. And uh, I mean, you you hear like the needle in a haystack. I heard somebody describe it as um, trying to find an astronaut that got detached from the space shuttle in space. Uh, And, you know, I, that sounds about right to me. I mean, obviously space is way bigger, but, uh, you know, I, I think it could drift in any direction probably. Uh, they're really just calculating. And then once they heard those banging noises, which I thought sounded optimistic because they said it was happening in 30-minute intervals, which apparently, according to Stephanie, uh, who was reporting on this, she said that's exactly what they're taught to do in 30-minute intervals to differentiate themselves from ocean noises. Uh, but then I've also heard people say, like, if you're banging on the hull, no one's going to, it's not, I can't get out. Like they're not going to hear those sounds. Um, so I, I really don't know, but I thought that that was promising and I thought they'd be, they were talking about like triangulating that, but, uh, and then they probably focused all their effort on that one area and kind of going all in on those noises. And if it wasn't that, I mean, forget it. So I think, I think everybody's kind of in the position now where, you know, bless up. Like, we don't think this is going to happen. We don't think they're going to get them. And even if they do the effort and the time to get down there, it's just not, it's just not, it's not going to be timely enough, nearly timely enough to, for, you know, unless something insane is happening. Yeah. I'm with you on that. It's, it's, it just doesn't seem realistic for any, any, any type of, I know that I actually saw originally that there was some other ships that the U S the, the the conspiracy that was happening at that moment was that, the U.S. Want, doesn't want to save them. That's why they're dragging their feet and not letting this other submersible come over from like the French and help out. I mean, if you're the government, you've really got to think this through because you are going to you you got to sit there and say, look, uh, chances are this ain't going to work, right? And I'm going to like, and we we have like some semblance of an idea of how what, what's like going on government wise, budget wise, like. That someone's paying those bills, you know, like somebody's going to foot that foot those bills and that's going to really take out. I mean, you want to talk about like real stuff, like in an election year, right? They're going to have to, you know, we're going to talk about funding and uh, and all of those things like this. It's not a small amount of money. Like someone's going to have to, you know, pay the piper on that. And yeah. and I think as as an elected official, you're saying like, you know, I, do I do I mobilize this with such a small likelihood of of actually finding them, and and I'm not getting really any credit for this politically. Well, I mean, I would imagine that the backlash of doing nothing would be far greater in an election than the no doubt, price tag. no doubt. But that's what I'm saying. Like you're weighing these things, and of, also the, that have nothing to do with the rescue. Also, the French, uh, for reference, for people listening, the French at 
uh, whatever. I don't know if it was a French company or whatever. It was a privately held company, so it was not a. Granted, you bet your ass they're charging the government for whatever they go and do. Uh, I'm sure there's a bill coming to whoever it is that they supposed to send the bill to at the end of this for rescuing these people. Uh, but it is a privately held company. It's not. Uh, it wouldn't be a government thing. It seems like most governments don't seem to really have fucking things that can go this deep. It just doesn't seem very realistic. There's like it, like a seemingly like five things in the world that can actually do this and say. And th- a lot of those things, like you said, Sean, can't actually do anything once they're like, oh yeah, we found them. Yeah. Nothing we can do. So, yeah. and that's what he said. It goes back and, you know, bring this full circle. Goes I back. saw Pat McAfee talking about, he, he brought up, he said, uh, like, wh- like kind of like, I don't know if he was like saying for realsies, but he was saying like, what if this was like a fake death scenario? Like, what an epic move. And, and it's going to work. Assuming you have your like, you've got everything figured out of like where you're going to go, passport, all that other stuff. And if you're a billionaire, you probably can get that done. But like, it kind of works. Yeah. Oh, well, listen. Yeah, you, you have, there's obviously much more logistics on the back end of this. But, yeah, it, it certainly would work. No one ever finds you. They assume you're crushed and gone forever. And as you just go and live, you know, wherever it is you want to live, I guess you probably have to kind of be a little remote or somewhere where no one would know you. <laughs> but you're probably not making a TikTok account. People are like, wait a minute. You see that guy who in, like, Belgium who faked his own death? Because he didn't like the way his family was treating him. And then he showed up to the funeral in a helicopter. I saw that headline, yeah. <laughs> I thought I heard that. I didn't know it was real, though. Yeah, I saw it on Barstool. Classic Barstool uh, on post. I mean, that's outrageous. Right. Yeah, and he was like, he like showed up and he like he was like, yeah, what now, everybody? Like, I didn't like the way you're treating me. And some people were like, dude, s- screw you, pal. Yeah, I was going to say, listen, you, it sounds like you deserve to be treated that way if that's what yeah, you're doing. It sounds like you might have sucked, my man. Yeah, seriously. That is that is atrocious. And he's in it, coming in on a helicopter. I guess he's loaded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not a good use of funds or time. Uh, but listen, maybe he proved some kind of point, I guess. But <laughs> anyway, well, in a completely different area of the world right now. <laughs> Uh, I did. I, the one piece of content I have to relate to the uh, the sporting world and the NBA draft that's coming is I saw the gentleman who they think is getting taken number one. Sean, give me the name. Victor Wembanyama. And what country is origin? France. France. Sound of France. And I hear I've heard a lot of French names over the last let's say three months from FIFA. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, no, he, no, you ain't heard Wembanyama. <laughs> no, I haven't. But he um, apparently uh, went to a Yankee game, and they he yeah. threw a baseball first, in the stands. Saw pitch. that? Yeah. But he threw a baseball into like the stands, and it was like a bullet. Uh, I saw the. I oh, saw really? the throw. Yeah, and Aaron Boone. They like had a camera on Aaron Boone. Aaron was like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> uh, the guy did not get the memo that you're just supposed to have a nice toss into the stands. Nice tosses. We're not supposed to be firing it at the, the fans who are probably aren't that great at catching nor expecting that. Oh, I got to see that. Yeah, so it's an interesting thing. But he, he is being touted as the next LeBron James, as, as Sean might say. So, Sean, give us a little insight on that. I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody is saying that he's, he's the best prospect since LeBron. I do think that he's the most hyped prospect since LeBron. Um, I mean, granted, I'm not as interested in the NBA as I once was, especially when LeBron was coming up. Like, Patrick, do you remember LeBron? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. and Tiva, uh, what about you? Do you remember, like, the LeBron hysteria coming out of high school? Yeah, a little, a little bit. I mean, I remember just kind of, I guess, the early years of him in the NBA. I don't really remember 
the high school stuff as much as I yeah. remember seeing the documentaries and the shows made about it. I was a little yeah. young, I think. But I mean, yeah. So he was. He. he I mean, the he story. Was, it's amazing. Yeah, he was just absolutely gigantic coming out of high school. He was on his cover, Sports Illustrated. I remember, he had all those. Uh, the controversy around him because he, somehow he got a Hummer uh, and there was like he was selling jerseys or something like that, so he got suspended for a little bit. Uh, but the thing with about LeBron James in in high school is like when you watched him play, you looked it looked like an, a a legitimate uh, NBA All Star was playing against kids in high school, like the regular high school basketball players. And I don't think there's any real doubt where like this guy is unfriggin believable. Uh, but I watched Victor Wembanyama play. Uh, he is seven foot five, which is spectacular. His athleticism, his ability to like, like make it look like a guard shooting, uh, is really, really impressive. Like he looks like, I mean, this is going to sound really conceited, and I don't mean it that way, but he looks like me shooting a six foot four shooting guard. He's just like he just like has the smooth, you know, shorter guy motion as opposed to like the elongated, humongous guy. Uh, you know, center, you know, Nikola Jokic, three-point shot. I mean, he really, he, he's got, a, he's, he's really has, like, nice athleticism there. Uh, but when I look at him, it looks like a child. Like, he looks like a kid. He looks 17 years old. I thought, like, like when I watch LeBron James, like, now when I see the old high school clips, I'm like, oh, he did look really young. By the time, you're like, dude, this guy is a freaking NBA. This is the NBA rookie of the year right now playing for this high school basketball team. And while that may be the case with this guy as well, he just looks really young. And what's what I think you have to appreciate uh, is just how big he is and how skinny he is. Uh, you know, people compare, obviously, anybody skinny in the NBA, they're going to compare him to Kevin Durant, which is not really a fair comparison uh, because Kevin Durant's actually a lot thicker than, than, than he looks. I've, I've actually seen him uh, up close in the weight room, and he's actually, he's actually fairly thick. His limbs are, like, super long. Uh, Brandon Ingram's another one that they compared him to, uh, and he's just a little, he's a little bit more compact, a little less uh, dangly. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, but when you're 7'5", as a strength and conditioning coach, the hardest thing that you have to do, like your femur is so long that in squatting motions and, uh, you know, when you're going up to jump, when you get in a defensive stance, the the control that you have to enact upon that femur so that it doesn't like buckle the knees to, uh, you know, to control the internal and external rotation forces that a basketball player has to deal with. Uh, is significantly bigger than it than somebody at you know who is six foot two. Uh, it's just a lot a lot easier to to maneuver that. And you know when you put him in an eighty two game season, uh, you know over the course of many years, he looks a lot like that guy Chet Holmgren from last year uh, who got injured immediately. He looks a little bit shorter, uh, but just as skinny. Uh, and I I. I I, I I see him as, as a guy who's like going to do well in the NBA if he can stay healthy, but I don't see him as coming anywhere near LeBron James territory, which is a little bit unfair because he's like top three ever best players. Uh, but I, I, I think he can do well, but I think there's real, real concerns over his over his the sheer length of his body uh, to just to be that to be that tall. That's who's what the, I think. Who's got the? Well, it's like Embiid, right? Like one, you know, it's hard to stay healthy when you're that big. Well, yeah, yeah and when you're going to be that mobile, you have to like you have to. There's just so much more uh, control that you have to, you know, demand of your of your body and joints. And the the it's the like when you know like a, a normal person gets knee pain, 
you know, that's like if you get right knee pain, most of the time it's because your right knee or right femur is internally rotating, which causes external rotation of your tibia and fibula, and fibula like down there. So it's just you create this little torsion in your knee. When you're seven foot five, it's so much easier to do that because the lever is just so long. So, you know, when you act like a guard, you're going to put significantly more, significant more, a significant more amount of force into that motion, and it's just so much easier to like pop a meniscus or something like that, and 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 that's why I don't think being like a, it's kind of like a uh, like an NFL co- a college quarterback like Pat White or somebody who's like a runner like really mobile in college, and they're like ain't gonna really fly in the NFL. Uh, it's kind of the same way where if you're like a big who's really mobile in college or at a, at, a, at a lower level than the NBA, it's like, I don't know if this is going to fly when you get to the NBA because uh, you, we may have to make you more of a Jokic, make you less you know, guard-like so that you can manage those joints over the course of a career. Load management. Who's got the um, – do we have the draft lottery already happen? Yeah, the draft is tonight, Patrick. Uh, oh, it is? <laughs> it is. It's tonight. Uh, uh, he's going to go to the Spurs. I know, but pretty solid at least for him with Popovich and everything. Like that's a that's a that's a place. At least he's not going to like Charlotte. Rest, no no offense, Mitch Kupchak. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. That's fine. I would rather him go to the Knicks. But oh yeah, of course. But I Knicks, guess the Knicks were solid this year. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. They were. I was. Uh, I wouldn't say a super fun playoff run, but. Better than years yeah, past. It was, it, was, it was sprinkling in some fun. <laughs> yeah, it was sprinkling a little fun. All right. Well, Spurs, uh, number one. Do, do you know who number two is? And that's where we'll stop. I don't yeah. want to know <laughs> So my man, my man Mitch is, is holding it down for number two. Is Charlotte. And, 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 has MJ officially sold them yet? Uh, I think he did agree in principle to sell. And it was like an incredible – like he made like $6 billion on this sale. Yeah, they, and I think Charlotte looks – Yeah. I think Charlotte's going to take that dude from – uh, Alabama, Brandon Miller, the guy who was kind of in, in oh. entangled with that uh, yep. uh, that murder down there in in Alabama. But that guy is, I think that guy is a bona fide NBA All Star. He's phenomenal. Yeah, I watched him play a little bit. Again, I'm not a big basketball guy, but I watched him. Uh, March. This is probably the most into March. I wasn't even yeah, into March got, Madness. We got Sean after March this year. Me, yeah, Sean forced me into March Madness. Yeah, nice we had Patrick watching like Prairie View a and I know. Nice <laughs> thing you know I'm rooting for Princeton because they seem like real good guys. I was like, I couldn't believe what I was doing. Well, both of us watched. Both of us watched the end of that Prince, like the end, like the end of the Ivy League tournament. Uh, I think we watched the semi, which is there are only two rounds of the Ivy League tournament, but we both watched it and we're both like, Yo, Princeton looks pretty solid. Yeah. And then we got to, we were talking about, it, we're like, Yeah, but they ain't gonna beat Arizona. I mean, what are we talking <laughs> and sure about? Sure enough, here? they did. Yeah. So just so you guys know, a lot of Sean and I uh, lived together, as you definitely knew that, or you should have known that. This is your first episode, but the. Uh, oftentimes when there's something like that on, maybe the Masters, uh, U.S. Open, some tennis match. Oftentimes, Sean and I will uh, work out in the living room and because and not work out, work in the living room and uh, just like watch. And that's what we did this year with March Madness. We were just it was just a game on constantly. I got to tell you, by the end of it, I was thrilled that it was over. Because I was done watching fucking basketball. Yeah, even I was. I was done. I was cooked after yeah, a while. It's a, it's a it's a it's a long month of basketball. But in the beginning, you get some exciting, you get some young teams that you don't really care about. But then all of a sudden, okay, well, no, they seem good. They always tell the story about some guy who's got some That's tough upbringing. Uh, always you know, gets you the usual rigmarole. But anyway, guys, quick update on where I am. I'm I'm out here in Madrid right now. 
have Sean, have you been to Spain? What what places did you go when you were with Quinnipiac? Belgium, uh, Amsterdam, which is the Netherlands, and France, Paris, 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 Paris. Uh, by the way, so I went to a fashion show in Italy, uh, in Milan, and I got to tell you that this was the closest I've ever felt to being in succession because one, it was the most ridiculous parties like so let me just paint a quick picture for you we we went on we went what did we do day one we were hanging out and then all of a sudden they wanted to transport us to the factory and to the founder's villa so we're, we're going up into the mountains in italy now we're not this is not down this is not down where we were in milan so it's up in the mountains uh and and we pull up in a caravan of black Mercedes. So, right, Swag. that's succession thing number one. Succession, succession thing number two, huge gate, two all-black suit security guards. Opens up, lined with security guards, all in suits. Pull in, you get dropped off. The entire premise is lined with security guards. And you are, to, are you are escorted to wherever it was that you were, you know, and they immediately give you a glass of champagne or white wine, whatever you preferred. And you were just overlooking the mountains while waiting to be taken on a tour of this facility. The tour was a bit long <laughs> for my taste. I'm not a big tour guy. Uh, they're probably not I, showing you stuff that you're actually – you're like it's an experiment, but they're not really like showing you like cool stuff. Yeah, it's not like you're checking out the Titanic or anything. I know. It was – yeah. But the group the, chat's coming out, boys, at the early chat. <laughs> But the – yeah, the tour's a bit long. We kind of spent too much time at each station. I realized I was probably a little too honest with some people at Xenia about that. Uh, but it was, it was an interesting tour. And then uh, we had this this dinner, which I think I had a be real in there. Did I have a be real in in the in this ballroom that was just ridiculous? It was the stuffiest party I've ever been to. Oh it, yeah, you've one hundred percent. It was a, a super famous apparently piano player who I also ended up on my on my uh, on my Instagram story, or whatever. Um, Barry Manilow. Yeah. And this guy goes goes to the back, pulls out this ridiculous hoodie, and drops a Barry Manilow on us. <laughs> but yeah, it was ridiculous. And then we have this like this this. You ever go through a buffet and someone did it for you? You get up there and some guy you wait for the guy to get done with the other guy, and he comes back, takes your plate, and just gets things for you and whatever you want on the mac and cheese, please. Did they have mac and cheese, Patrick? They did not have mac and cheese, <laughs> but it was the best charcuterie stuff you've ever seen in your life. Do you know that stuff? Which I never knew this was how this worked. But you know, I don't. I don't it's um, capi- I don't. It's not capicola. It's some. It's um, I forget what it is, but it is. They literally shaved it off the cow leg in front of you. A bit okay. much for my taste, okay. uh, but it was it just outrageous, outrageous party. Uh, and then the 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 fashion show. I mean, I felt like um, uh, uh, I was in Zoolander. Were you What's in the, the fashion show? show? Like you did? You walked? Did you walk? No, I didn't the, walk. The runway? No, I didn't know. But. Uh, who's the who's what's the uh, Will Ferrell's character in in uh, Mugatu? Mugatu. I feel like Mugatu is about to come out. <laughs> it was the most 
ridiculous. You must a- kill the prime minister of Malaysia. <laughs> it was the most. It was so absurd. Such like you know. Listen, I like fancy things. I like going to nice dinners and all that good stuff. This was this was too much for me. I couldn't stop laughing the entire entire show. Um, and then like the face of Zenya. Uh, this guy who's apparently huge, the guy Mads or something. I have no, I still don't know who he is. But everyone was 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 losing their proverbial minds about this guy being there. And then there, uh, what I cared about was this one guy who looked super in shape. And I was like, ah, that guy looks like somebody. And like all the, we, I was th- thankful to be seated, you know, around all the, the the celebs they invited. And this one guy, I'm pretty sure he's like a PSG guy, which I thought okay. was kind of cool. He's a big soccer player. I didn't, I can't remember. I looked him up. I can't remember where he played off the top of my head, but. Benzema. Was, yeah, yeah, it wasn't Benzema. But it was, that <laughs> no, was he's ki- definitely not yeah, on PSG. That, that was, that was kind of cool. Uh, I didn't see, um, although I heard he was there, I did not see uh, Culkin. Um, With the uh, one from Succession? Yeah, he's, he's a, a Zenia guy. Uh, well, that so would definitely I, make you feel like you were in Succession. Yes. If, uh, he, if, everyone's, uh, oh, Roman Kieran was Cul- there. Yeah, Kieran <laughs> Culkin is his name. Uh, he, uh, supposedly, I had gotten word that he was in attendance, although I did not see him. Were so, there any notable celebs? Uh, I mean, everyone that I looked at, it's all, it seemed foreign guys. Everyone yeah. that I looked up seemed to have over a million <laughs> followers on Instagram. Oh, okay. um, so, yeah, these guys were seemingly... They're like, yo, let me get a shout out. Yeah, I know. But what if they were like, Did you, yo, they're like, oh, you, Mike Trout? Mike Trout, strikeout? <laughs> I will say I, had, I, did, <laughs> I did have a Mike Trout moment. Uh, I was out there. It was, there, was, there were like... Two two other American families came out. So it was me, and then this other guy who I talked to you about, Sean, who uh, his friends, who's a big supporter of Mountaineer football. Um, his daughter, and then another woman and her son, and then me. And so we all had hosts while we were out there from the people from the whatever store that we were coming from. And uh, at the end of it, now he could have looked it up. I don't really know, but. At the end of the whole shebang, we were out drinking until like, like 3 or 4 in the morning before we, we all left the next day. And the guy goes, all right, Pat, i got to get something off my chest. And I go, what is it? He goes, fucking Mike Trout. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. He's from D.C. I, he could very easily look it up on my Instagram because that's very easy to find. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was interesting. But it was a cool event. I'm much more – I will say this. I'm very appreciative just for – one weird reason Zenny comes across this, I'm very appreciative that I was sent out there. It was a cool event. Really excited. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun time. I am enjoying Spain more, though. Madrid's kind of cool. I, I, did this, I went left out of my hotel yesterday. I went right out of my hotel today, walked around for a couple hours. And the, the architecture here in Spain, in, in Madrid, is just unbelievable. Uh, and then, like, I walked down some like, back alleys in the middle of the day, so I'm not getting anything crazy. But like, there was some, all these, like, different, like, Areas to shop or back there. It's not just like the main drag. So it's it not like a to, New York City back alley. Yeah. So I was trying, yeah, I was trying to find like the different neighborhoods and trying to walk through some stuff. I came across some. It, it's got to be a palace. It was. It, I'm pretty sure it was called a Palace de Real Madrid, which I just know as the soccer team. It might be something. It's got to be something else in Spain, here. But it was. It was. Uh, it was unbelievably large. Uh, really unbelievable to see, kind of see that. I did look for the the stadium, expecting it to be out of town, but just in case it wasn't, I wanted to look it up to see if I could walk there, and it is. It's 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 out of town, so I could, wasn't able to go yeah. to that. But uh, Spain's a little bit more to my speed, a little bit more modern. Uh, not so, you know, it, Italy was a little crazier uh, and much more of a small town, kind of more run down. It seemed uh, Spain, Madrid at least. I'm going to Barcelona tomorrow, but uh, Madrid is is pretty cool. So. Um, 
nice little thing. But again, as of this, I'm sure you guys will be listening and will probably have already known what happened to Titan and the Titanic. But uh, you will, you've just heard our thoughts as of as of the 22nd on Thursday. We got to get uh, TiVo. You got to put a clip up of the uh, of the guy doing the. Yes. Uh, what's this? <laughs> that is a really good. I love that. All right, guys. Well, appreciate you listening. Enjoy your week, and uh, hope that I have landed already at home because apparently there's a hurricane coming your way, Sean. Uh, a lot of In I, June. That's. It seems odd, but uh, the oh, at least I will tell you this. It seems as though there's rain from like tomorrow through the entire oh. weekend. I don't know if it's a big storm or if it's not, what, okay. what, what have you. But hopefully I do not get held up in that and I get to get home at 5 p.m. sharp. Uh, by the way, JFK, worst, worst airport I've ever been to. Where, where, where you coming back on Sunday? Sunday, yeah. Okay. JFK, worst airport I've ever been to. Let me just add this. Uh, I had to go wait in baggage in, for, to check a bag, even though I wasn't checking a bag, to get my boarding pass doesn't make any sense. So I, I wheeled and dealed, went to some other lady and was like, do I have to really wait? In I don't have a bag I'm checking. Can't you just print this out? She was like, let me yet. She got me up to the front uh, by uh, a different area, which was nice. I had to wait 30, 45 minutes. Then TSA Pre closed after 8 p.m. I don't know if that's an all-airport thing or if that's just a other airport of just JFK, but terrible. whole thing, people got in a fight with the security agent. It was a real in, – in, it was an interesting thing. Uh, but I was able to make the flight and got out there. And Emirates business class was quite nice. It was, uh, you know, not quite built for Sean and I. But, you know, listen, uh, we, we made it work. So uh, enjoy your week, guys. And uh, I'll see you next time.